You're listening to another hope-filled podcast from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifenz.org. Pastor Paul, this morning in the communion, if you're in the communion service, talked about the great exchange. Our natural for His supernatural. And the amazing thing about the Holy Spirit is everywhere, all at once, no matter where we are, whether we are in the service in the auditorium here in Central, whether we're online, north or south, He is there where you are. And I am so excited about that. And tonight we are believing at the end of the service when we're gonna be anointing every person in the room that wants to be anointed, that the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit is gonna come upon each and every one of us. Are you believing for that, church? And anoint our hands, each and every one, has been appointed and anointed by God for whatever it is that He's placed in your hand tonight to do. And we're believing that the power of the Holy Spirit will just overshadow us and do what only He can do and an exchange will take place. Now there's a story in Mark and it's about a blind man. I'm sure we've all heard that story before. And it's about people that brought this blind man to Jesus, begging Jesus to heal the blind man. And it says that Jesus put his saliva on the man's eyes and touched the man with his hand and he held his hand over his eyes and anointed the blind man's eyes with his saliva. I looked up the meaning of saliva, which I didn't know it's a long time since I've been to school. And the word saliva means, it says in the the, uh, dictionary that basically it's the filtered, it's filtered blood. When I read that, I was just amazed again at the living power in the Word of God that Jesus actually placed the pure filtered blood, the power of Jesus, was placed upon that man's eyes. And as he held his hand there, he asked the man, what do you see? And at first it was a blur. At first the man said, well, I see men as trees walking. And he placed his hand and left it there and he said, but what do you see now? Not what have you seen before, the first time, That was a blur in the distance. But what do you see now? Look again. Take a second look. And I believe the Holy Spirit is standing before us tonight saying, church, what do you see? Individually for your life, what do you see? Online, what do you see? And the encouragement and the nudge from the Holy Spirit is to look again. Take a second look. Take a second look. Can you possibly believe me? What do you see in your life in 2020? What will you believe me for? Take a second look. I've entitled this message, Glance or Gaze. To take a second look. Because a glance is just a fleeting look at the distance. 
but a gaze is an intent, purposeful look into the eyes of Jesus. What do you see? Look again. What dream have you let go of that you once had? What God dream do you need to take hold of tonight that you haven't even imagined yet possible for your life? What in your life, in my life, needs the supernatural anointing from the hand and breath of God? From the pure, filtered blood of Jesus in our life tonight? What is it? you see now, are you gazing or are you glancing? Where are your eyes fixed tonight? On the natural or on the God of the supernatural? I believe that God, in the power of His presence tonight, is asking us to look again. You know, the story of the blind man, maybe the blind man, when he came to Jesus, didn't really expect to see a miracle. Maybe he didn't really expect to see clearly. But he just thought, well, I'll come out for prayer anyway. I'll let my friends take me anyway. And it was as he surrendered himself to the authority of Jesus, the power that was in the hand of Jesus, As he fixed his eyes and trusted, he received the miracle. Before his eyes were even opened, the miracle was there. But Jesus had to challenge him to look again, to take a second look and believe. I'm going to be reading from Mark 8, 22 to 25 in the Amplified Bible. And it says, And they came to Bethsaida. And people brought to him a blind man and begged him to touch him. And he caught the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And when he spit on his eyes and put his hands upon him, he asked him, do you possibly see anything? I believe Jesus, through the power of his Holy Spirit, is standing here tonight saying, do you possibly see anything for your life? Do you possibly see anything for yourself? And he looked up and he said, I see people, but they look like trees walking. Then he put his hands on his eyes again. The man looked intently. That is, he fixed his eyes on definite objects and he was restored and saw everything distinctly, even what was at a distance. I believe tonight as we pray and anoint people, that they are going to see distinctly what it is the hand of God has placed on your life and you're going to walk confidently with authority and proclaim what it is for you this year. You know, sometimes we live long enough with disappointment, we can all do that, with health ailments, lost hope, with heartache, and we allow it to become an accepted part of who we are. It wants to label us the blind man, the blind woman, and we accept that at times. 
But Jesus comes on the scene and challenges that label. The label that we have allowed to restrict us and to define us, to cause our gaze to become just a glance in the distance, a quick glance that we don't really believe again. And I just wanna encourage each and every one of us. You know, there was an incredible testimony Paul gave this morning about that young blind man. If you weren't here, there was a little boy at the age of two got cancer and became blind as a result of the cancer. And as a teenager, he was interviewed by an adult that said, how, how does it feel to be blind? And the boy responded, oh, I'm not blind. I just can't see. I'm not letting that label define me. I'm not letting that circumstance tell me who I am. I'm not blind. I just can't see. That boy took a second look. The question from heaven tonight is, through the lens of the Holy Spirit hovering over you, hovering over me tonight, what do you see? Can you see me? Can you possibly believe me for what is in the distance? What do you see? There have been many times in my life, many, many times, Many circumstances where I have felt like I cannot do it, God. I can't see that. Many times where I've had to take a second look myself. An example of that would be with Paul and I. I was happy to be in the support role in the background and I'm still happy to do that. But there was a time in my life where I vividly remember standing in my kitchen where the Holy Spirit showed up and said, Marie, I have called you to walk beside Paul, not behind him. I want you to see what I have for you. Look again, Marie. Look to me. Don't look to Paul. Look to me. Walk beside him, not behind him. He was calling me personally to step up to something new and asking me, what do you see? Can you possibly believe me? I think of the Sisters Women's Conference as another example. For those that may be new, it's been going 20 years, but back then I was only 39, I'm now 60, when I felt the Holy Spirit call me to pioneer that conference. And my response was, you have got the wrong girl. And his response back to me was, look again. Take a second look. Look what I can do through you, through the lens of the Holy Spirit. Look again. And he's saying that to each and every one of us in this room today. There are no special cases. Each and every one of us have been appointed and anointed to do, to go, to be, all that he's called us to be. The blind man fixed his gaze intently and his miracle came. Jesus is the miracle worker, but the blind man still had to put himself in proximity of Jesus and allow Jesus to come close enough to touch the man's eyes and he had to allow him He had to trust him for the outcome. 
I've had to do that many, many times and I'll be doing that for the rest of my life and so will you all and I. So what's in your life tonight? What is it this year? Maybe that was once a fixed gaze that for whatever reason has just become a, a blur in the distance. And I wanna encourage each and every one of us to take a second look. Look again. Down south, if you in the auditorium up north, online, look again. Take a second look. Don't sit dormant. There's an account in Exodus 3, 2 to 6, where Moses went from a glance to a gaze. He took a second look at the burning bush. We all know that story. Where he was walking past and this bush was on fire and instead of just walking past and leaving it in the distance, he turned around and went back and he took a second look. And as he took a second look, he saw God in the burning bush and God called him, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am, God. And he's calling us tonight, whatever your name is. He's calling you tonight. Take the time to look again and allow him. As a result of the second glance, Moses led the Israelites to freedom. He went on to lead them out of Jesus and it's in God's anointing, he, he had appointed him for purpose. There's always purpose attached to our anointing. There's another story in Exodus 33, 12 to 19, where the children of Israel, after seeing God do incredible miracles on their behalf, providing for them, leading them time and time again, and there was a time when Moses went up the mountain to seek God and he would come back and then lead the people with what God had given him to do. And they got impatient. Anybody been there? Got impatient with God. They got impatient with Moses. So they took matters into their own hand. God forbid we do that. They took matters into their own hand. And then God got angry with them. But Moses stood in the gap and he said, God, please have mercy. And God said, you can take your people to the land of milk and honey. Let them live their life, but I will not take my presence with you. My presence will not go with you. And then Moses, knowing that we need the power and the presence of God, he just said, if your presence doesn't go with us, God, I'm not going. And Moses said to the Lord, if your presence does not go with me, do not carry us up from here. For by what shall it be known that I and your people have found favour in your sight? Is it not in your going with us so that we are distinguished, I and your people, from all the other people upon the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do this thing also that you have asked. <clears throat> For you have found favour, loving kindness and mercy in my sight. And I know you personally and by name. And Moses said, I beseech me, show me your glory. And that's what we're praying for tonight. God, show us your glory. You know, maybe looking at that story, it's easy for any of us to judge the Israelites. And say, how could they do that? God had provided so amazingly for them. They'd seen the power and the provision of God. And we have done the same thing in our own lives. 
We can't judge that because we can be just like them. Having seen God's power, his provision, yet we allow delay, a misunderstanding, a disappointment, taking things into our own hand, leaning on our own abilities to distract us and cause us to go our own way and take things into our own hand and just become hardened to surrendering again, to look with just a glance and not a gaze. And I just pray today that you would open up your spirit again to the Holy Spirit. Maybe for some in this room today, you have got a broken dream, a dream that you've let go of, an old dream that God gave you, that you gave up on. Can I encourage you, pick it up again. Take a second look tonight. Maybe for some in this room, God and the Holy Spirit is wanting to breathe a fresh insight into your spirit of something he wants you to carry and do this year. Maybe others in the room recognise tonight that you've taken things into your own hands and now it's just a glance in your life, not a gaze. I want to encourage each and every one of us to gaze again into the eyes of Jesus and allow his hand and breath and blood to flow through your life and revive whatever may be dead, restore whatever may be broken and flood through your very being once again. Church, can I encourage you, whatever room you're in today, whether it be your lounge room or in one of the other campuses. You know, it's not about how good we are or what we bring. It's all about Him and His anointing and His very blood flowing through our veins. But in Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, Then with a deep longing you will seek me and require me as a vital necessity. And you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. I love the power in that scripture. When you seek me, you will find me. Not that you might find me. He's not unfindable. He's here, right here. And you may feel like, and I've had people say this to me before, that I can't find Jesus. But you know what? It's okay. He, he, he knows where you are. <laughs> Wherever you are, He's here. And He's here to touch each and every one of our lives tonight. So if everybody would just mind standing in all the campuses, even online, if you're online, if you want to just stand. And you know, the anointing and the supernatural power is found in our surrender. That's what we need to do simply, is just surrender to Him and take a second look, so to speak. The Holy Spirit is already here. We just need to recognise Him. It's not a matter of bringing Him here. He's here. We just need to recognise who He is and surrender afresh to Him and fix our gaze on Him, His authority, His power, His leading, and our need of His presence in our life. Benny Hinn said, it isn't about asking the Holy Spirit to give me more of you. We already have him. It's just a matter of us surrendering afresh to him and giving all of ourselves to his authority. Like I said, his power, his leading and giving more of 
every area of our lives to Him. And I'm just going to pray and just really believe as we go into the anointing service that the power and the presence and the breath will touch each and every one of our lives. So Father, I just thank You for tonight. I thank You that all authority and power is in You. I thank You that You have called us and You have given us that power and authority in Your Son, Jesus Christ, and You have given us Your Holy Spirit to empower us in everything that You've called us to do. So I pray that You come and do what only You can do now. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifenz.org.